Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Capitalist Investor. As always, you got me, your boy, Diamond Hands D, and we got Luke and Tony this week. How you doing, boys? I'm back, baby! <laughs> back, excited to me? be here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Tony didn't. <laughs> I, apparently, I think on the last episode, he's like, loose missing again, but that's okay. I love that's okay. My silence is deafening. <laughs> <laughs> right? All right, well, so I had to walk up 12 flights of stairs to get here today, and there's no air conditioning. There's no air conditioning, and there's no elevators, so yep. we're, so, we're hitting on all cylinders today. I think it made me office. realize, though, every single day, I'm going to start walking the stairs up to the, you know, our floor. I got here. halfway up the thing in my heart. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh my God. I can't believe I'm how gonna, old I was after It walking made me up realize how out of shape I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm drastically out and of I shape. And I was walking up the steps. <laughs> and if you, if you walk in, there's, there's people, they have like a step counter. Like mm-hmm. uh, they, they run in flights. I will there. say, in, in the, where we record this, it's usually 50 degrees in here. Mm-hmm. And I'd much prefer it being like this 80 degrees <laughs> rather than 50 degrees. I'll, I, I'll be honest there. All right. All right. Well, I'm sweating already. So we're going to dive into it. Um, but we got some good topics this week. Um, the uh, the good old White House changing the definition of a recession. So just their latest definition change. We'll talk about that. Uh, earning season. Um, I think something like uh, at least 50% of the S&P is re- reporting uh, like in the next six days. So lots to talk about there. Walmart uh, kind of headlines things. Um, and last but not least, the... Pelosi, quote unquote, insider trading. Um, What do you mean, quote unquote? (laughs) (laughs) It looks like it's going on in plain sight, so we'll talk about that as well. (laughs) However, Paul Pelosi, you know, if if he runs a fund, I would recommend getting into it because he seems to know every move to make before. I love all these topics. (laughs) Let's get in. Let's go. All right. So the White House this week changed what the official Mm -hmm. definition was of a recession. Basically, what we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, uh, two negative quarters of GDP, uh, the White House came out uh, yesterday and said, well, hold on, guys, that is no longer the definition. We need a more holistic look, guys. Uh, I, I don't even know why I went to college. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I took economic courses. I think we can throw economics 101 out the window. I tweeted yesterday that you know it doesn't surprise me that they're trying to do this because they don't, if you look at politicians in general, they don't understand economics. Well, we can yeah, tell by right, the policies. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't surprise me that they're kind of making up, you know, Fugazi. What was it? <laughs> Fugazi. It's a, it's a fairy dust. It doesn't exist. Like, right. it doesn't surprise me they're going down this path. They just well, don't understand. Well, economics. actually, I mean, I, I think I'm going to steal this from Nate in the office, and you heard him say it. But when your approval rating is 35%, <laughs> you need to start making some some BS like up. 29%. Whatever it is, man. Point. 30%. Like, you need to start making stuff up so it sounds better. This is the way I look at it. We are in a recession. Um, I think we're going to get the technical part in a couple days. They're going to, you know, the, the the Atlanta Fed's been saying we're negative. We had mm-hmm. a negative last time. Four out of 10 adults cannot cover usual household expenses because wages cannot keep up with surging prices. That's a problem. Yeah. Um, wage adjustment. Wage adjustment when taking and consider inflation is well below trend over the last 15 years we are going behind it, it just when in, when wages are going up 4% and inflation's at 8 you, things need to be cut and when things are cut it it, it eats in the gdp it's mm-hmm. that simple cuz 70% of our gdp is 
based on things that we spend because the United States doesn't really make anything. Yep. So well, the White House said yesterday that it's not the technical definition, the two negative quarters. But the thing that irritates me the most that is literally the technical <laughs> definition. I can see if you maybe make an argument like as a generality, like mm-hmm. why recessions differ, like throughout the past, every recession is a little bit different. Yeah, there's different things going on, but. The exact technical definition is that two quarters. So, like that—that's the thing that irritates me. It's like it's very irritating. It's 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 the exact thing that they're saying that's not. If that makes sense. So, so so go no, go ahead. I I I have a question for the both of you. I want to get get your in, in, but finish your finish your uh, what you were going to say. Well, I I just the last the last part is based on these this data. It's unlikely that the decline in GDP in the first quarter this year, even if followed by another GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates a recession. That that any line just irritates me. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, Um, this is what I'm actually you know this is this is the question I have. So let me kind of frame it up. What happens if the Fed backpedals? So we're we're at one point seven five percent of the the Fed rate. They're going to hike another supposedly another seventy five bips here in the next couple of days, um, or actually today. Actually, I'm sorry. Um, and they're counting the 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 analysts are saying we're going to max out somewhere around three and a half percent. But I'm sure Powell is going to start getting pressure from the White House. He's already. They're already trying to change the definition of a recession. You don't think there's any private sit downs with that dude saying, hey, pump the brakes on hiking the rates? Because he said that he doesn't care about the, the like, he doesn't care about going into a recession. And the White House does, obviously, because right. they're trying to change the definition. So if he backpedals, what does the market, how does the market react? Does it go up or does it go down? So if they come out next quarter, let's see what he says, because he'll probably, you know, 75 bips is, I think, priced in for the foreseeable future. What if he says, hey, next quarter, we're going to take an announcement and we might slow this down a little bit? What happens? What If he says something like that, does the market go up or does it go down? Our chief investment officer actually got <laughs> mad at me for uh, saying this, but I will kind of lay it out because this is the way I think about it. About a year and a half ago, two years ago, as we're coming out of the pandemic, I considered it a win-win situation. Like, let's say the economy wasn't growing. What would the government do? They'd print more stimulus, which mm-hmm. would be good for the stock market. Right. If the economy was getting back on track, which it kind of did, too much, <laughs> too much demand, <laughs> then the stock market would go up, which it did. Now we are in the total opposite environment. I consider this almost a lose-lose situation when it comes to this recessionary print. Let's say we get a negative GDP print and we are in a recession, which we most likely are. Let's say we get that. Well, the Federal Reserve can then maybe say, okay, we're going to lessen interest rates or we're going to lower interest rates. We're going to stimulate the economy again because you know demand is falling naturally. Even if that's the case, the economy is still in shambles and we got a lot of pain to get through. I don't think that's a good situation either for the economy or the stock market. Let's say we get somehow a positive print tomorrow. Let's say it's a positive print. We aren't in a recession. What does that tell the Federal Reserve? We've got a lot of leeway. We've got a lot of motivation to continue to hike rates aggressively mm-hmm. to try to cool down the demand of the economy. So like, it's a lose-lose situation for the economy and the stock market. Right now, in my opinion, for at least the next six months. You know, I, I agree with, with most of that. But I think, um, you know, I think, and it could happen today, you know, if, if, if the Fed indicates at all that they're backtracking on how much they're going to raise rates going forward, I think the market would blow up that day. 
you know, I think it would go up significantly, you know, two, two percent ish. Really? That day. I, yeah. I, so, because that's what everyone's looking for. All the, on on all the, the surface, on the surface, that's a lot of you would think like, oh man, they're going to slow it down. Debt, you know, debt obligations are going to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, variable interest rates are going to slow down. That's the surface headline. But, the under the surface headline of them doing that is saying, "Hey, the economy really isn't that strong," mm-hmm. and and you got to look, you got to peel the onion a few times to really realize that, like they're they're slowing down because they've gone too far too quickly, and and that's where I don't know, like I, you know, whenever I try and guess this <laughs> stuff, I'm always wrong. Um, have, have they gone too far too quickly though? The fact, no, yeah. not, not even close, <laughs> not even close. Okay, yeah, no, they, I mean. You hear all the analysts and say they should have done this a long time ago. They should have yeah. been doing 100 bips. Like, there's all kinds of things. If they but... would have done this last year, we wouldn't be in this situation. We yeah, really absolutely. would have started too we would have, Yeah, we, we would have torn, torn off the Band-Aid when it was actually hurting. Now right. it's, <laughs> now it's uh, or when, or to prevent the hurting, I guess. Now it's hurting, and we have still haven't ripped the Band-Aid off. But, yep. Yep. but real quick, um, I did want to say that, um, you know, with the recession, you know, probably around the corner, I think of things three to six month time frames. Because anything shorter than that, the market, as we all know, is not very efficient and mm-hmm. moves. Like it can head fake a lot of different things, bear market rallies. So, you know, thinking in weeks, month, a month time frame, it's not good. So I think if things three to six months, after six months, then you get the market usually goes up, right? If we're year, years time frame, because, you know, unless the US economy crashes or, you know, the US government you know, crashes, then yeah. the economy is still going to be around. So I think, I think it's important for everybody to think in the three to six month time frames. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with that, with that and being said, I'm, I'm more concerned about, you know, in 2008, we had the great recession because we would string along two negative GDP quarters to call it a recession. Then we'd get a positive and then we'd have two more. Mm-hmm. And because of that positive, it actually kept us away from the definition of a depression. Right. So I'm I'm worried about actually, you know, the 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 prolonged recession like we did in 2008 to be honest. That uh, so we'll see what happens. Um um I, I the one the one CFA in our office, um I love this, some of the stuff he writes um cracks me up and he said that the the Dallas Fed survey came out and they had some like disturbing quotes in there. One of them <laughs> being like, "December can't get here fast enough. The economy's in shambles." There, like, there was all this stuff, and they're like, "Man, tell me what, how you really feel." <laughs> so, but we need anyway. more of that. We need more not the non bullshitters. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we need. Yeah, well, that was that was the Dallas Fed. Go check it out. You the, can, you can, uh, and that's that's probably a good segue. You can talk about formal definitions all you want, but Walmart uh, reported and. Their business is not going well, <laughs> which is obviously, um, I would say, you know, middle to lower class Americans uh, who are the ones directly feeling all of, well, not all of it, but the the majority of the pain are the people that have been, you know, living comfortably before all of this inflation, and now they are struggling to make ends meet. Yeah, because they go to Walmart and they're buying the the household necessities and food they don't right. have they can't go down the other aisles and buy the discretionary items now right absolutely so yeah um, i mean chipotle <laughs> chipotle's uh they they reported today and they're up 14 percent today because you know reading through the lines uh they're still down 13 percent for the year uh so that means they were close to like 25 percent down mm-hmm. uh but they basically they're up 14 percent because they 
they said they hey, we just raised prices. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that. You know, they're pushing, and that's going to be a common theme is that they're just going to con- they're going to push these costs mm-hmm. onto the consumer. Yep. So absolutely, and <clears throat> quite honestly, Chipotle is really the only place I can get a decent <laughs> meal these days. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, you know, I, and I think I was <clears throat> I was talking uh, to Mark, and he's like, stop taking the food away from me and charging me the same price charge me more and give me the same amount exactly. of food i'm expecting yeah. like cool yeah. I'm, I'm shrinkflation is not cool man yeah shrinkflation <laughs> that's what it was called yeah. um but no i i think earnings is telling us a lot and the thing that frustrates me with again we're talking about head fakes and reactions that really shouldn't i think people are getting ahead of themselves you know earnings came in today for a lot of tech companies microsoft or last you know yesterday microsoft google like those kind of companies mm-hmm. and even those came in top and bottom line missed I like know. they missed billion dollars in revenue but someone made the comment well when you miss 1 billion dollars in revenue when you have 50 billion dollars in revenue it's not that big but it is i mean <laughs> I, I i truly think that a lot of these companies are almost lying through their teeth on these earnings calls i maybe i'm being too aggressive well they there. they they missed on the top and bottom and my understanding is that they guided up Going forward, they were optimistic. They were optimistic. So, but Walmart was too, and they came out after the print and said, "Hey, uh, by the way, um, yeah, we're actually taking all that stuff off the table. <laughs> That's why they're down nine. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I, I think it's not necessarily they're truly lying purposefully. I think that I, there, a lot of CEOs, a lot of large corporations have very little vision, just like how many of us do. Like We don't really know what's to come for sure over the next six months to a year. I think a lot of companies don't want to guide down and be wrong, and then their stock you know, crashes 30%, 20% right now, and then there was no need for that because the earnings come in good. Mm-hmm. But I, I think a lot of companies are staying middle ground, but you still have companies, like I said, Microsoft, that are coming in optimistically. I think that's a bad decision because that sets up a high bar going forward. And if that high bar is not met, we got a lot of bad things coming in the market. Yeah. So that, you know, so I don't know if maybe they maybe they're buying time rather than lying through their teeth. It <laughs> might yeah. be a better way to put it. Right. But yeah, you're exactly right. If if they're tomato if they're, tomato, <laughs> come on. <laughs> they're, you know, if they miss and but they raise their guidance going forward, basically their stock won't be beaten up as much. Look, I but hope miss, I'm wrong. If you miss the next time, then you're going to tank. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Like, I, I hope things aren't as bad as, as mm-hmm. some th- the things we're talking about. I just don't see how that can happen. But I do hope I'm wrong. I hope people don't hurt. I hope that yeah, stock absolutely. market doesn't crash anymore for everyone's sake. Like, I, I, I hope that's the case. Yeah. But I, I just, Apple, Apple will be interesting. I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what they yeah. have to say. It's all about the main street consumer. People can't afford anything. I got an argument yesterday on Twitter. Like someone was trying to be all smart with me on Twitter and like comment about one of my housing posts, how I said there's not going to be any huge crash in the housing market because supply is getting constrained, you know, because you have BlackRock's Blackstone's buying it all up. And then also at the same time with interest rates rising, people aren't moving houses or building houses. So supply is constrained. But the one thing that, you know, I, I did talk about is the housing market. That's the last thing. The house is the last thing to go. People will cut back on the discretionary spending, travel. They'll get cheaper groceries. They're not going to buy steaks anymore. They might buy chicken. Who knows? Like that, that kind of stuff. They'll cut back on that before the house. And there's still a lot of leeway. People lived excessively for a long time. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of leeway for people to cut back on expenses. And people will be forced to do that. And it's not going to be fun. It's going to be. It's not going to be fun at all. It's going it, it, to be. It's going to be hard for people if they're carrying a mortgage um, to sell their mortgage that's at two and a half or three percent to buy into a bigger house and mortgage that at five and a you half won't or do six. That. How you do you do see that? Anyone move. So you won't see anyone move, yeah. buy build another house. 
But I'm just saying there's a lot of leeway for people to cut back still. Yeah, I, 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 I said that last week. I talked about the housing market and, and how all the builders are their, – their outlook is not rosy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I think you see a lot of the commodity prices such as lumber and copper, which are the two main um, you know, commodities that help build houses, are back in line to where they were probably pre-COVID. Yep. So. <clears throat> All right. And again, that's that's not necessarily a good thing for inflation. It just means demand is down. Right. <laughs> the same thing has happened with gas prices. Right. It all needs to re-regulate. Exactly anyway. right. Yeah. Free markets need to work by themselves. Exactly. And to get rid of all this <laughs> flaw or froth. All yeah. right. Pelosi, insider trading. Tony's oh, got a lot to say man, on this subject, oh, man, so I'm oh, just going to let you go. Good God, <laughs> dude. I don't know how. I, I don't. I don't understand. How it happens, how it can, how it can happen, how there's no blowback. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, but at least there's a Twitter page out there that monitors all of her trades, you mm-hmm. know. And there's a lot of talk about, man, we should just make like the Pelosi ETF. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think I was looking at it today, and they said like. 10% of her holding is in Google and the other 10 per- and there's another 10% in Microsoft. Hmm, imagine that. They're both doing very well today. <laughs> um, but you know, to to flip it just just to go on a different tangent just for really quick, Coinbase is under a lot of fire right now. Specifically last week about their insider trading. And they were getting beat up because they had a couple coworkers allegedly front running coins that were going to be you know uh, featured on their website on a going forward basis so with that you know normally the hype blows up and you can get rich really quick right um and you know the the their attorneys coming in saying hey these are tokens they're not securities so you know not nothing to see here, right? <laughs> right? Uh, but the SEC, there was a, a Supreme Court case called the the Howey test. I don't several 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 years ago, um, but the SEC looks at an investment, you know, uh, or or a security as an investment of money in a common enterprise with a reasonable expectation of profit derived from the efforts of others. Hmm. So. You know, your baseball collection, you know, that is technically a security, right? Yeah. I, I mean, so, I mean, it, it covers everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that rolling, I guess. So, yeah, Coinbase might be in problem. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to buy my <laughs> crypto now because that's what I was using. But getting back to the Pelosi part. So on that web, on that Twitter handle, so the frontline number for the the chip building bill Right, the, I don't know what they exactly call it, but um, the the bill that they're going to start pumping fifty three billion dollars to help manufacture uh, chips here in the United States. Actually, if you read this Twitter handle, and again, you, I I you'd have to jump down a couple rabbit holes to find <laughs> out the validity, but they're actually saying, hey, the bill was actually passed for two hundred and eighty billion. The you know, the, the media is saying 52, 52 is manufacturing. Then you tie in tax incentives were 24 billion, another one and a half billion for software. They're going to build these regional hubs, whatever that means. That's 11 billion, but there is 200 billion for quote unquote scientific research, (laughs) man. That sounds like just a black hole (laughs) of where that money's going to go. But 
how do you like so now does that make the does that make the case for you know insider information on something like that because you're in front of the people making the decisions whether she votes on the bill or not god i don't understand how the thing is the problem the reason why nothing will come to fruition from this is because there's so many other people like her doing mm-hmm. the same exact thing yeah the spotlight's mm-hmm. just on her yeah. So the people internally are all going to protect each other. And try there's, to. There's repu- That's the problem. There's Republicans on the list too. I've seen. Yeah. There, there, there's a long. I, I forgot where I saw it. We'll have to try to find it for next. Look, time. Look, you got to remember the. As I said before, these politicians are the most selfish people out there, in right. my opinion. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're going to do? Yeah. They're going to try to take advantage. The SEC is a federal like uh, it's exactly. a federal leg, regulated but, entity, right? So I mean, they're not going <clears> to. <throat> Go after them. I so, you can't know, see if, if you're uh, fired, I, that's, <laughs> you're working for the SEC, come after me, you're getting fired. Right. You know what I mean? I like, guess. that's, I don't know. Like, that's, that's so the thing. if Luke goes and buys Apple, right? And then all of his TV appearances for the next month, he is doing nothing but pumping Apple. And it goes up, and and the SEC finds out Luke is in big trouble for that. I'm going to jail. <laughs> Probably going to And then prison. also at the same time, every form, we had to fill out a compliance form every yep. single time mm-hmm. we make a trade. Every single trade. So I can't go in. It's even a hassle for me to even do that because it has to go through compliance yep. and everything like that. So it, it's it's not cool. Like, if I if I have to do that, if everyone here has to do that, yeah. why, why doesn't the government making the actual decisions pumping billions, trillions of dollars yeah. somewhere not have to do the, that. The trade but, Luke was trying to do was 2000 bucks. Yeah. He, he, he made $100 on that trade. Right. I'm going to end your career over that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but Paul, it's cool for Paul Pelosi to buy $5 million, well, basically option trading. So Ooh, even, that's even, more. even riskier. Um, five, basically 5 million shares and pocketing about 500 grand after a 10% rise in that in a matter of two weeks. So, so here, here's something I find ironic. I was looking at the um, Jordan Belfort interview mm. about Pelosi's insider trading. <laughs> oh, boy. And I, he's pissed because he got in trouble for like front-running trades and doing all that crazy stuff. And he's mm. like, well, I got in trouble. Why isn't <laughs> Pelosi getting in trouble? She's doing almost the same. I'm not, not the same exact thing. Like he had clients money. He was not being you know real yeah. with, with mm. his clients money. He was front running trades with his clients money. Like it, it was totally different that way, but it's kind of similar. If you think about it, like mm-hmm. she's it's just, you just have knowledge that other people don't, know of yeah. i'm not the sitting literal I, definition i'm not so sitting in the, that one too i'm not sitting in the <laughs> chamber uh at the the court you know mm-hmm. the supreme courthouse or wherever they're hanging out <laughs> the capitol building right mm-hmm. yep I, i'm not i'm not hanging around the hallways there listening to all the side conversations <laughs> my favorite ending quote from the jordan belford interview was that <laughs> uh, paul pelosi has made very uncannily and un- or very accurate trades. Like he's basically a lot smarter than Warren Buffett for some reason. <laughs> so you know, you tell me, what do you think is going on? But I love how he said, you know, um, that he, he's up there with the Warren Buffetts, even above Warren Buffett. Well, I wouldn't consider the Pelosi's very, very smart yeah. people. So. <laughs> they were up 50% in 2021. They doubled the return of the S&P 500. Like that, I don't know if people realize how like insanely impossible that is to do right <laughs> and it's not like i get like if you're one in, like if you're like one in a million like that are like timing these things completely accurate that's possible mm-hmm. but it's very unlikely that you know, i don't believe in um what's it called uh like there's no uh, coincidence co- coincidence mm-hmm. yes that's the word i'm looking there for are no coincidence i don't believe in coincidence mm-hmm. i really truly don't 
Like there's a reason why sometimes things happen like that there are happening. There's not a coincidence that somebody in Congress is doing this well without having some extra help somewhere else. Yep. I mean, I'm not not here to, uh, you know, do nothing but bag on the the Democrats, but it, it seems to be insider trading and it seems to be completely out in the open in plain sight for One everyone to see. One of the weird things is, is like, you know, I keep on reading is like the, they're, they're, Using Nvidia, that's their big play, mm. and they don't even make chips. <laughs> I don't understand what is going on anymore. Anyway, all right. Well, with that, uh, we'll wrap it up. So, thanks for listening this week. If you have any questions or comments, uh, hit us up on info at swpconnect.com, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.